Hello, this is Donna Reiners, and um, a friend and I were talking today, and I thought I would come on and share what we discuss because it really impacted her. And I thought, you know, maybe this would have some value for you, especially in this season where people are shut down and you just don't know whether you're coming or going in some some situations. Anyhow, um, I called this video Chatty Kathy or Shut Down Sally. <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, you can be around someone who comes inside a room and they completely dominate the room. Their appearance dominates, their voice dominates, uh, their frequency dominates. And it can um, be very, very strong it can be very, very overpowering. And someone who is less secure can feel like they are nothing, feel like they're ignored, and feel like they're being completely avoided. On the other hand, you can also have someone in that same scenario who is the shutdown Sally. And they're not saying anything. They're not doing anything. They're looking at different people, uh, but they're not really engaging contact with their eyes and maybe only slightly with their nonverbal communication. And I just want to share with you the difference between the two. On one hand, when we have Chatty Cathy that's dominating a room, sometimes, maybe not every time, but sometimes that Chatty Cathy person is protecting themselves because when you can talk and dominate a room you can protect yourself from someone else having insight from someone else controlling you basically you can control things if you're the only one talking you can control what is being said how it's being said and who is being talked to and who's being invited to be part of it on the other hand, if you are the shutdown Sally, you are also dominating. But this is how. You're controlling and protecting yourself so that no one shuts you down. This way, if you shut yourself down, nobody else can shut you down. Both of them are pendulums. Both of them are the pendulum swings. One hand, control by just talking all the time so that nobody can get a word in edgewise. On the other hand, control by not talking and saying anything all the time so that you don't have to have a word in edgewise. That way, you don't get shut down and you don't get hurt in some way. But the other one is the same way. The person who's talking all the time doesn't get shut down and doesn't get hurt as well. Their frequencies, they're both the same frequency. They're both the same weakness. They're both the same thing because both are just displaying and revealing areas where they were not loved properly. They were not loved completely. They were not loved un unconditionally. And so they are hurt in those areas. And the one, there can be one person on this side that's the chatty Cathy, talk all the time, dominate the room, rev personality, la, la, la. 
and they can have the most tender heart that there is. They can be the most giving person you've ever known. But if you can't reach past the tone, you'll never know them and you will judge them by what you see and what you hear instead of discerning, discerning the heart on the inside. The same thing with the person shut down. You, a person could think, well, that person just doesn't have anything to say or they don't have anything to contribute or they're just shy or they're just quiet when they might be the person who just doesn't want to be hurt and they're protecting themselves by staying out of the conversation because if they invite themselves into conversation and if they get corrected or if they get abused in some way or if they get ridiculed for saying something the wrong way or saying something in any way, then they're just going to shut down again anyway. So we have the chatty Kathy talk all the time because I need to be in control and I need to be heard because more than likely they weren't heard growing up or they were shut down by parents growing up. And you have the person over here that's already shut down Sally who was also shut down as a child and hurt as a child or they refuse to speak as a child and they refuse to contribute as a child because of abuse in the house so they wouldn't get hurt so they shut down so they didn't get hurt listen those are extremes but when you're in an area in a situation like we are globally right now where everybody's in confined um, arenas and things become more noticeable I encourage you not to judge meaning not to condemn someone for how they say things and what they're saying because maybe you just don't know them but if you can love somebody in the area of their strongest weakness then they will eventually invite you into their world and ask you for their insight ask you for your insight into their heart and into their world just because you didn't shut them down and you didn't accuse them and you didn't tell them they were less than because of their either being a chatty Kathy or for their being a shutdown Sally. Let's see, that's what I wrote down. I think that's all I've got. They're both protective mechanisms. They're both control mechanisms. Talking all the time is a way to control. Being shut down all the time is also a way to control. But if you, if you as the person that are pre that is present can notice from a place of discernment what's happening in the room, then maybe you can help navigate things in the room. You can invite the person who is shut down to have a safe place to speak. And you can know what's happening with the person who's talking so much and you can understand where they are in their heart so that you can earn their trust and have a relationship with them. These things happen in family dynamics all the time. I was talking with someone uh, recently and uh, we were talking about those specific kinds of scenarios in their families. In their families. And so I thought, huh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Now, I grew up in a situation in my family where I was the one shut down a lot. But I didn't do the not talk. I did the I will talk and I will just keep loving you even if you hurt me thing. <laughs> because I just assumed you would need to love me anyway. God put that in my heart when I was a little kid. And interestingly enough, on a personal note, I was just going to do a little coaching video, but on a personal note, I'll just tell you, yesterday was our mom's, I think it's either her 91st or her, I think her 96, she would have been 96 yesterday. She died when I was 18, and she died at the age 57, and I'm 57. And so it's pretty fascinating dynamics when you look at life through the lens of someone who lost a parent at the same age that you are currently. It's very odd and very strange. And I was noticing, I'm going to read you something. It's pretty deep. I'm going to read you something that um, God showed me actually in 2017. He showed me this. And it was a really deep thing for me. I was going through some uh, supernatural healing and identifying some things in my life where I had uh, been hurt and areas where uh, I needed to see, hey, God, did you notice me? God, did you, did you know that was happening? Were you even present when all that was going on? Come on, what the heck, right? Because we can many times blame God for things that happen in our lives and say, well, he was never there, then give God a bad rap by saying, well, you know what? He wasn't there, so he doesn't care, right? When that's not the case at all. Sometimes he is there, and he's there in a way that you don't recognize because you're so overwhelmed by what is happening, you don't notice these little things. You don't notice these, these various ways he comes to show you that he's present, to draw you out of a place where maybe you're in self-harm or someone else is harming you. Sometimes we miss the cues. And so this is something that um, God gave me about my mom. And then I'm going to close with this. This is what he showed me. He showed me that um, all the times when my mom was there for me when I was little, that how she loved me when nobody else cared to spend time with me. He showed me how physically ugly I was. And listen, I was an ugly kid. I was. I wish I had a picture right here with me, but I had these hideous caps and I was just an ugly kid. But he showed me how much he loved me and how he saw me even though I didn't feel like I was very pretty. I really wasn't pretty in the physical. I was cute, but I wasn't pretty. He showed me my mom playing badminton with me. I don't. So many people don't even know what badminton is today. But when I was a kid, we played out in our front yard. And how she loved me and she was my friend when I was all alone because nobody else wanted to spend time with me. Or... There were people that would spend time with me, but they actually were abusive to me, some kids down the road. So they spent time with me just to hurt me because I attracted that to me because I felt so rejected and so insecure. He also showed me how he loved me through my mom and introduced me to him through her. He actually, God, introduced me when I was 10 years old. Uh, my mom introduced me to him when I was 10. 
and he showed me how he was always there for me and he was there for me in ways through her through her that uh, at the time I didn't recognize because I was so intent on my insecurities and I was so in intently um, cognizant that nobody loved me and that nobody wanted to be around me or at least it how I felt that way it wasn't the truth but because it was how I felt that is how I lived I lived as if I wasn't loved I lived as if I wasn't liked I lived as if nobody wanted me and so those are the results that I got I got those results at school I got those results um, in my neighborhood I got those results in many many ways that maybe I would not have gotten those things had I thought differently about me but sometimes it's the pendulum um, you think this about you so this person thinks this about you and when you think those things come together then that's just the way it is <laughs> so it can be it can be pretty uh, pretty harsh anyway in this day and age I just want to encourage you today to pay attention to the scenarios you're in don't judge so harshly and judge so quickly because somebody's quiet you might invite them to have a conversation with you anyway don't just assume they have nothing to say to you and if you are a talker or you're around somebody who's a talker don't uh, assume that they're so secure and they're so knowledgeable that you don't have insight or you can't have a conversation with them don't assume something bad about them maybe maybe they're a very loving individual and you just need to get to know them too maybe those are opportunities for you to get to know people that you don't know because maybe they're so different from you and you could invite yourself into a scenario where you could have a new friend don't be so quick to think that someone has less value than you yes it's a value thing it always comes down to value and always comes down to identity and we're all on our way to where we're going and the answer is always going to be loving and being loved it's always the answer no matter what the scenario is it always comes down to the root to the bottom line of everything is we're either not loved properly or we don't know how to love because we weren't loved properly so it always comes down to that anyway bless you today this is a short video I pray you'll watch the whole thing uh, connect them together and I uh, pray in this season you would know that you're valued and you're cared about and you're loved and that you're seen and that you're noticed and that uh, you're significant and the second thing is do not assume because someone talks a lot around you or talks over you that they don't value you and don't assume that the person who doesn't talk to you and doesn't seem to want to talk to you don't assume that they don't value you don't make assumptions based on behavior don't make assumptions based on what you think someone's frequency is instead 
have true discernment. And let me tell you something, true discernment's not going to um, be judgmental and condemning. True discernment is not going to be, it's just this and there's nothing else and this is just the way it is. And true discernment's not going to go tell a bunch of other people a bunch of crap. True discernment is going to, right here, right here, see what God sees. And God's always going to see something valuable. He's going to see the gold. He's going to draw out the gold in you and the person that you think isn't valuable. He's always got gold in mind. And so I bless you today. Short little uh, sharing. And I pray you have a fabulous evening. This is Texas time. <laughs> Until soon. Bye.